Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. When Jane Villanueva was a little girl, she was taught the beauty of the flower. Now, mija, crumple it up. Really, Mom? Shh. But this is so lame. Mommy! Shh. Hey there, Hollister. It's O'Toole, and today we are going to be discussing a show that was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Comedy on TV. It won the People's Choice Award for Best New Comedy. It's called Jane the Virgin. And I want to give a special shout-out here to our listener, Val, who recommended this show to us. Val had contacted us after listening to our podcast about Last Tango in Halifax, and we had asked her what else she was watching, and she told us about this show. Thank you, Val. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so glad Val said that she liked it despite its title, because the title, High Concept As It Is, wasn't really a selling point for me. But I love this show, and Hollister, I'm I'm so curious, what did you think of it? Oh my God. You know, first of all, you gave it a build-up that can only bring it down because you said oh. it's sort of Gilmore Girls meets what what, what did you say Gilmore yes, Girls? Yes I said it was as though Gilmore Girls and Ugly Betty had had a baby and I should say Ugly Betty started out as a Spanish speaking show La Betty Fea which Salma Hayek adapted into an English speaking version but it definitely started out in that telenovela world. But I never watched Ugly Betty didn't like that name never even wanted to pick it up but uh, you know I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan so it's like oh my god if you're gonna tell me it's Gilmore Girls but but I absolutely love Jane. Oh, Although, I'm so glad. You know, it's funny because she won the Golden Globe. Um, Gina Rodriguez. She did. Gina Rodriguez won the Golden Globe. And what a, a spellbinding uh, speech she gave. And I'm going to ask our editors to please put it in here. And one of the things that she said is winning this award. You know, this is a Latina show. It's filled with great characters. It shows the incredible strength of the Latino family and what family means to it and, you know, work ethic and everything else. And one of the things that she said in her speech was she said, this award is so much more than myself. And the Golden Globe goes to Gina Rodriguez, Jane the Virgin. Thank you, Jenny Ehrman, for making me your Jane. Thank you to my mom and my dad who are telling me to dream big and to never stop dreaming. To my siblings, to my sister, Evelise and Rebecca for being the biggest role models in my life. This award is so much more than myself. It represents a culture that wants to see themselves as heroes. <laughs> my father used to tell me to say every morning, today's gonna be a great day, I can and I will. Well, Dad, today's a great day, I can and I did. Oh. Somebody uh, the next day on the Today Show said, this is one of the best acceptance speeches we've ever seen. CW never been nominated before this show. If you haven't watched it, it's in its second season. The second season starts October 12th. Definitely pick it up. It is absolutely... Um, Un- monumentally fabulous and also it's such a positive message for the Latino community and I love that about it. I think it's one of the biggest strengths about it. The only problem is name me one Latino and she points this out in some interview that I heard her do afterward. Nobody in the Latino community is named Jane so Jane the Virgin is is a title that you know and I'm very attached to title rec- you know making sure that we, we uh, 
evaluate them, it shouldn't have been Jane. You know, it could have been anything but Jane. And it is so funny that her mother is named Shomara with an X-I-O. Oh, I mean, please. There's no way her name is Jane. But in a way, that's sort of part of the whole fun of it all. But here, but don't you think that the use of the fourth wall is brilliant in this? Well, I don't know if it's technically breaking the fourth wall. It is. It, I felt no, like no, no. it is. They're they speaking do, directly well, I to me. I can see why you say that. There's a narrator who was nominated for an Emmy, and they're typing along. So there's typewritten annotations on the screen, which I think are brilliant. And now, Jane and Raphael are about to cross paths again. And the reason why is something straight out of a telenovela. There you are, Dr. Elver. You have an insemination in seven, then a pap in eight. Uh, yeah, an insemination in a pap. Yeah, Should I, got I it. No, I got, I got it. She does not got it. But they're directly to me, as the, as, and, and they acknowledge that someone's watching this, and to me, but that means it's important. none of the characters wall. is talking directly to yeah, us, so I it, feel it is like, I feel like the narrator counts. Like, I, I, I thought about it a lot. I know exactly what you're saying, but I feel like it's a brilliant use of the fourth wall, and I love the accent... And everything about it is just so fabulous. I love this show. Love it, love it, I'm love it. I'm so glad. It sucked me in from the very first scene where this narrator, to whom you allude, um, you know, they start out by saying, meet Jane. And in that instance, I thought Jane was a great name. And they're typewriting on the screen and they say her passions are one family, two God, three grilled cheese sandwiches. And I thought, okay, you've already got me sucked right in into no this story. In no particular order. Mm-hmm. Yep, brilliantly, brilliantly done. And it really reminded me of Gilmore Girls. We have to give a shout out to the creator, Jenny Snyder Ehrman. And when you look at her many credits for writing various shows, she has written many, many shows that I have thoroughly enjoyed over the really? years. Really? I, I didn't even notice her. What other shows has, what have she, has she written? Okay, Gilmore Girls. Men oh, in oh, Trees. Hello. She, hello. <laughs> yep. Men in Trees. She wrote four episodes of Gilmore Girls. She wrote two of Men in Trees, three of Lipstick Jungle. I mean, her credits just go on and on. She wrote 10 episodes of Emily Owens, MD, the series that I loved with Meryl Streep's daughter, Mamie Gummer. And yeah, I'm I sure didn't, yeah, I didn't love that as much, but yes, definitely. And I'm sure you noticed one of the characters from Emily Owens, MD, makes an appearance in Jane the Virgin, the competition that comes in to run the hotel. That was no, the love interest. Uh, he used to yeah. play a doctor on Emily Owens, MD. Did not notice that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now she brings us Jane the Virgin, which I think is such a fresh show. Um, it's sweet without being treacly. There's so much humor and love and originality. And again, the fact that some of it is in Spanish, I just think kudos, kudos, kudos. Well, also, you know, they they bring in the absurd coincidences that could never all be come together that way. I mean, it would be the perfect storm that the world has never seen. But somehow you're okay with it. There's there's you just laugh along with it. That this person's connected to this person's connected to this person's connected to this person. It's just great. And the beginning of it, I think, was... I watched it twice. She has this little girl holding this flower, and she says, now crumple up the the grandmother who wants her to keep her virginity forever and ever and ever, crumples up the the flower, and then says, okay, now now try to put it back, and she can't. And, well, once you've given your virginity, you can never get... I mean, it was just... And and the stunned look on this young, young girl's face, it was just so perfect... And it, you know what it was? It was a non-judgmental judgment of a lot of the stereotypes and the um, 
the the senses that 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 circle around religion and circle around stereotypes and every I mean it was it's just so beautifully done. Every character is wonderful, warm, and has a good soul somewhere in there. You know, every single one. It's so true. It did give a very good portrayal of someone who's devout. It was very right, right, yes. right. And um, the actress who plays the grandmother, who you didn't speaks, even want to talk her out of it. You didn't even want to talk her out yep. of holding on to her. You know, normally if someone tells me they're going to be a virgin till they're married, I'm like, let's go to lunch and we'll talk. Oh, you but, New Yorker, you. <laughs> I am. It's true. I, and I want you to know that uh, you know I'm like we do, we really need to reevaluate this. At the same time, I I was like she should absolutely keep it till the bitter end. Well, see, it sets it up so brilliantly, much like the Gilmore Girls, because there's three generations of women, and Jane's mother had her when she was 16. So, of course, Jane has done everything to not turn out like her mother and gets artificially inseminated. It's as though the Gilmore Girls started where Rory gets artificially inseminated by mistake in the very first episode. Um, But the actress who plays the grandmother and speaks in Spanish, she's one of our great Puerto Rican actresses. She was in The Godfather 2 where she played the red-headed Yolanda. Yeah, she's very, very good. Mm-hmm. I am madly in love with Gina Rodriguez. Um, I really am. As a, you know, watching some videos, if you have a moment, go into YouTube and type her name in and watch some of her interviews. That girl has her act together. She's really, really amazing. But when she won, the first thing she says, she looks up to the heavens and she says, thank you, God, for making me an artist. And I loved that mention to God that way. And I thought it was perfect for the show, but it was also clearly authentically her. She is fantastic. And that's what you always want is an actress that gifted who seems like such a nice person in real life. You know, it just doesn't get better than that. She deserved every ounce of that Golden Globe. Right. Now, also, the writers of this had to have watched the movie The Wedding Planner, which begins the same way. A young girl who is planning it's her wedding. artificially inseminated. <laughs> well, not quite. But it's the same sort of flashback to the young girl where she just decided something. She was going to be the wedding planner when she grew up that, you know, she had it solidified in her in her psyche in that moment in time. And it was a very, very similar beginning. And that beginning is such an important part for the entire first season. It's really, really, really well done. Each of these characters is definitely their own unique character. And I love the dynamic between all of them and how each plot line drives another plot line. They're at cross purposes and very, very well done. Now, the other thing we have to talk about, because if I were a guy, I'm not so sure I'd like this show so much. I just read this thing. This woman said that she wouldn't marry her when after fiance, now her fiance asked her to marry him. She wouldn't marry him until he'd watched the entire Gilmore Girls series because she wanted to see how he responded to make sure he was the guy she should marry. I think so that's we were, asking a lot of a straight man. Well, myself. he did it. He did it. And he, wow. had a very, and he had a very different point of view from hers. And the article became interesting because his point of view was really interesting about who he liked and who he didn't. And he didn't like Rory. I know you're going to be upset to learn, but he didn't. And he he just felt that she was whining. And anyway, it made me think about this show. And here's the caveat. You ready? Because there is one. O'Toole, think about this, if you will. The guys have flaws and the girls do not. (laughs) Do the guys have flaws? I think they're great guys on this show. Oh, my God, a narcissistic father who says, aren't you lucky to have a father who looks like me? I mean, but he's supposed to be a telenovela star, and yet his heart 
It's surprisingly okay. in the right Whatever place. Whatever you want to say, it's a flaw. The man is no, so... No, he's, he's a telenovela caricature. Oh, he's perfect. Before he goes into the house no, where he's, he's like, does my hair look okay? He, he's not a character when he is being her father, and he's still that guy. He's that narcissistic, looking, you know, you're so vain, you probably think the song is, is about so you guy. funny because he's a telenovela star, so of course he has to worry about his hair and saying the right no, thing. No, he's allowed to be somebody else when he's not acting, and the truth oh, is... I he's think a, it's so funny. He, it is funny, but I'm not saying it's not funny. He's funny, but he's flawed. And the the her fiance, he clearly he's very has understanding. Very okay. understanding. He's he's understanding, but he keeps secrets, and he has you know, all the women are perfect in their psyche and in their makeup and no, in their morals and not, ethics. Not Petra or Petra's mother. Or the doctor's sister. Oh, of that's the hotel true. I forgot owner. about Petra, but I forgot about her. She's not. I mean, there are right. some evil women on this show, and there some are. Scary I take ones. it all back. But I think that the women who are presented, um, you know, uh, Jane is so unbelievably great. Love Jane. Love, yeah. love, love, love Jane. No, you're yes. right. I take it back. But the, but but all the guys have issues that are sort of bothersome. I don't know. I really like the guys on this show. I like all the characters. They they all serve their purpose. Um, but it's interesting that our listener Let's Val, put it this way. The writers lean toward women. And you know what? I'm fine with that because most often we don't get that. So I'm fine with that. But I'm just saying there is a leaning a little bit to the female side. Well, it's interesting because our listener Val, who said she watches Last Tango in Halifax and recommended this show, I thought these two shows have something in common where their essence seems very sweet and wholesome, but again, not overdone. So um, not too much so, but just characters you like to spend time with. And yet they can deal with some pretty racy themes. So for example, in Jane the Virgin, when I thought about it, I can assure you, I don't think I can name another TV show where there is a woman having an affair with her stepmother. Well, it beats having an affair with her stepfather. <laughs> I mean, there's something I mean? a, like, a little less offensive about it. Like the tones of the show are sweet, but that is kind of a racy theme, let alone, I don't want to give away too much, but that stepmother, again, we're going to have to put her on the not nice side of the female characters. Yeah, no, def- you're definitely right. Definitely. I forgot about them. Isn't that interesting? I guess I mm-hmm. love her so much that she just sits at the, at the foremost place of my mind or something. I don't it's know. It's definitely a very strong natural line. Look, look the family unit in that in that show is really beautiful to watch. And the humor. I mean, Gina Rodriguez, her body language, her physicality, when she's walking around that first episode in The Mermaid Tale, I just laughed out loud going, she really knows how to deliver a line to great comedic effect. But, all, but you know, there's also nuances that are really, really brilliant. Like when we see the mother dancing at her Sweet 16 party and for a good episode or two, I can't remember how long it is, we think that the mother was a little out of control, probably a little drunk and misbehaving. And then mm-hmm. it turns out that she was really saving her daughter from seeing something that would have hurt her. Yep. And, you know, and that she was okay with that. Or the fact that she didn't tell her daughter that her the, the grandmother had suggested she get an abortion because she didn't want the grandmother to look like less, you know, less special in her eyes. I mean, those were moments that were so very, very, very educationally based for parenting, Mm -hmm. you know, just beautifully, beautifully done. I mean, there are some great messages in there and they're delivered really, really well. And no one rushes to deliver them. You know what I mean? You get to layer them in. It's beautiful. It's true. It's a wonderful 
comedy about love. And family is very much at its center. Oh, you know, doesn't it make you, I just want to be part of a Latino family. I do. I you know. know if that's want... the way they are. I'm in. I'm in. I, you know, I'm in. Just <laughs> adopt me. Somebody pick me up. I'm there. You know, I also want to give a shout out to the editors of this show and definitely the writers, because there are so many scenes where they will cut from one scene to the next and you think the first scene is continuing. And then you realize, no, they've cut over to another character in a different place, again, they can do it to such humorous effect where you're thinking one thing and then you realize they've put me now in a, a different scene. You know, you're absolutely right. And it's one of the great things about this show is there are lots of layers. It is not fluff. It's not sitting there sitting in fluff land. It's not. It's true. It's got a lot of heart. And even, for example, when Jane goes into work after having this dream about her boss and she's decided she's going to stay at least three feet away from him. And her mother said, you might want to make it four feet. I mean, that guy is very good looking. And every time they show the guy, they have given him a halo effect. I thought that is just so funny that every time she looks at him, even if he's in the swimming pool, there is a glow of light around his head. It reminded me a little bit of Allie McBeal, where you have these surreal moments that are just very, very funny. Totally. Uh, And and over the top funny, as in, you know, I mean... Uh, he falls from a balcony, gets impaled by by an, an yes. ice. Yeah, I mean, like it, you know. By the way, it's over the top funny in a fabulous. It's not. I hate slapstick. I didn't mm-hmm. like the bridesmaids because of it. I just don't think that that that's funny, you know. And I this agree. is laugh out loud funny in a very 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 over the top. This couldn't really happen way, but but just totally believably. It's unbelievably believable, and mm-hmm. I love that about it. I really that you know it's funny. When I always try to think of hashtags along the way. And the wonderful thing about Jane the Virgin is that it's unbelievably believable. And yes. It's, yeah, isn't it? And even the narrator, when he's typing in those annotations and sometimes puts in hashtags, so funny. So everything introduced into the plot, they'll circle back and use it again. So, for example, when they're talking about her quinceañera, and then that scene you just alluded to where the man is murdered and you see him <laughs> impaled on that ice sculpture, and they say Jane's quinceañera was no longer the worst party she had ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hysterical, right? Very funny. Or what about the gift baskets when the telenovela father sends the impersonal gift basket with his headshot on it that he sends to every fan and the grandmother goes to talk to him and you think she's just going to chew him out and then she walks back inside the house and she's so proud and she's got her own impersonal gift basket which is just you know the same as as all the others and then at the very end of the episode she looks at her and says have you already eaten your chocolate covered pretzels <laughs> to say nothing of it turns out that the that the bracelet in it was a mistake you know exactly nothing but they is don't, wasted but they don't but they don't give away those answers swiftly nope. you have to wait an episode or two and i think other shows should do that more it's really 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 well done. It's brilliant writing because everything has double payoff. It shows us their character. It moves the plot forward. It circles back and, you know, provides another punch in a second plot line. It's very, very, very tightly written. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really, really, really well done. So we highly recommend it to everyone. I was watching the show on Hulu, which has the first four episodes and then the last episode of season one available for free. I don't know why Hulu does that. And it makes me mad because I pay for Hulu and Hulu, you need to put up the entire, I hate it when, you know, nobody, you know, Netflix doesn't do that. Amazon doesn't do that. Nobody else does that. They need to clean up their act. Although I got to tell you, if they had all been available, I would have binge watched incessantly. I just want you to know I bought it. It's on our account. It's on our account now. Just so you know, O'Toole. Uh-oh, it's on yeah. our account on I, iTunes. iTunes has the entire first two seasons, and I oh bought no. it. I yep. won't leave my apartment Sorry. for another two weeks. <laughs> but, um, did you see where episode four was directed by Debbie Allen? No. Oh, my yes. God. How cool I know, is that? Right? This is one of those shows where all the elements add more and more greatness to the show. So I could watch without the dialogue. I could find it funny with just the dialogue. I could watch just the annotations. Taken together, it really is a beautiful whole. It really is. It's an excellent show. Watch it for fun. Just watch it to be happy. And I saw where Rita Moreno makes an appearance later in the season. So, of course, the great Rita Moreno. There are so many great, great, great Puerto Rican actors in this show. I'm so glad that it's been renewed. And uh, this is totally up my alley. Absolutely. And let's just hope that everybody's seeing it. Everybody. So here's to Gina Rodriguez and the cast and crew who put together this wonderful show. And thanks to Val, who brought it to our attention. Oh, my God, for sure. Thanks, Val. Thanks, Val.